<laughs> I did not watch the episode, but it's fine because I know it. <laughs> you have everything memorized anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I've watched it like four times now, I think. So even if I didn't rewatch it, I would probably would have been fine. Yes. Hi, Kevin. I did the- hi. Are we recording? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, hi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did listen to um, the last time you did this for brunch. I listened to that episode again. Oh, no. So now you're going to call me out if anything's different. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I was also – that was the live episode on Instagram. So I was there for it. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sending you – this is all the information I'm giving while you're talking about it. I'm like, it's this, it's this, it's this. So Yeah, um, I remember that. <laughs> and I remember I said hi to you while we were recording. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I, like how I felt so special. You should. And then Rob never said my name, and I was sad. I know. No, he, said, was... he said he said K Jesse once. He said K Jesse. Yeah, there is there is a little bit of a vendetta there. I don't mind saying that since we're behind a paywall right now. There is a little bit of a vendetta. Yeah, he just didn't seem like nice. He didn't want to be. He didn't want me around. I was like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of our patrons is getting a special package in the mail. Oh, are they order? Did they order something special? They didn't order, but we're sending them something. Okay. What? Okay. What are we sending them? A shirt and a mug, but I'm not going to say what because they won't have received it by the time this episode's out. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, be a surprise. Kill surprise. We appreciate our patreons, and I like to do special little things for them here and there. Okay. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about Centennial Charmed. Yes, going this, back. This is a big episode. It is, and we're going to pick it apart because um, I, I do. It does cause some questions. Like I do love this episode, but I do have questions. So okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those too. And before we get into that, instead of doing a witching minute, we decided we'd come to the table with our favorite male witch. (laughs) (laughs) I was having trouble thinking of which one, and I went down this whole rabbit hole, like, is a sorcerer a witch? Because I really like the Sorcerer's Apprentice and my beautiful Jay Baruchel. And then I was like, wait, it's Wiccan. I freaking love Wiccan. He's my witch that I'm choosing. That... Is total makes total sense. <laughs> what was what yours? Well, okay, this was a just it was a bit of a journey for me, so bear with me. Because okay. uh, which I wanted to pick is actually who I was going to pick for next actual episode. So I'm like, oh. I don't want to pick him twice. So I went back to something way deep in the recesses of my childhood. <laughs> it was a show that you probably never even heard of. It's from 1984. Very low budget TV show called Story Lords. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I don't think most people did. It was actually made as like an instructional, like an educational television series um, in Wisconsin. It was made by University of Wisconsin Stout Educational Communications Boards. I think it was like a, like a little 15 minute uh, show. I had like 10 episodes 
and that was it. But it was about, it consisted of this guy that was like this evil. He was like a story lord, and he had to tell stories. And then there's the evil one that was trying to stop the stories. So this little boy had to put on these like silver gloves, these magical gloves, and ride on a bike. But it was like a stationary bike, like an exercise bike. And he had to like <laughs> spin it. And then he ended up in another world, another village, another whatever, where he had to help somebody with some kind of like writing a story or some kind of word game or a riddle. And he had to get and, and do magic that through that way. So he was like this little wizard kid named Norbert. <laughs> I feel like you're the only person still alive that remembers the show. <laughs> I mean, it was on PBS, so maybe. And maybe it's because I had a little tape. I don't know, but you're welcome, was, people. <laughs> was it uh, live action? It was live action. Huh. I'm gonna, I, I, I did it on YouTube. They do have the full episodes on YouTube, so... Okay. I have to like, get a clip of it and post it down the, down the page. It'll be fun. All right, fine. I'll look into it too, Kevin. Ugh. I know. Introductory <laughs> things. There you go. Yeah. You'll laugh. It's, it's pretty laughable now when you think about it. Because, you know, and I remember the guy, he kind of looked like um, Guy Fieri, the evil, the, <laughs> the evil guy. He's like, well, tell me this. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. You put some clothes on. Centennial Charmed. It came out on January 19th, 2003, written by Brad Kern, directed by James L. Conway. Those big wigs. I know. I don't know if you know this. This is the 100th episode. I wish they would have, like, called it the 100th episode or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the Centennial is for 100. Yay! 100. 100. Get that cake. (laughs) Okay. I like cake. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm really jealous that I've had so many friends or I've seen so many people that had, like, charm-themed cakes for their birthdays, and I never had a charm-themed cake, and I feel very, like... Left out. <laughs> you should. I'm surprised you've never had a charm cake. I know. Come on, peoples. We'll have to <laughs> rectify this. Yes, we'll rectify that any, t- any day. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. Paige thinks she found a way to get past Cole's protective shield by using an invisibility potion to sneak into his apartment, jump in his body, and blow him up from the inside. Leo doesn't like this idea, thinking it'll take the power three to vanquish Cole for good. Paige succeeds in getting inside the apartment and blowing him up, but he reassembles and blows her out the window. She orbs to land in the bay. Michael Bay! Michael Bay! (laughs) Explosions! (laughs) I love the filming at the beginning of this. It was so, like, horror filmed, the way... Yeah, you kind of, you have, like, the creeper outside the window, yeah. Yeah, that was wonderful. (laughs) Very nice. Now, okay, so because we're on season seven currently... Yes. Now that I kind of know the future a little bit, <laughs> what is this power with Paige, like, blowing people up from the inside? Has she done this before? No. 
and it's not she, it was not one of her powers and it was it was something that she it was because of the potion okay it's, the invisibility it, potion yeah it, it's an effect of the potion so it made her invisible and also kind of um what's the word shadow cat yes <laughs> that one <laughs> shadow so it made, it made her shadow cat and invisible so that was kind of like the whole effect of the potion so it was only a temporary thing okay this made me think of our book um uh Shadow the of Sphinx. the Sphinx? Shadow of the Sphinx, yeah. Where she just has this, like, broken potion, but she just never uses it again, apparently. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well. She's like, I get colds every time I use it. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put here that evil always turns into flies. Why is that a thing? That is, is, that is such a true thing, and it's something I never even thought about until recently. Like, when I was watching the show normally, I'm just like, yeah, that's just what happens. But now I'm just like... It happens all the time. All you know, the when time. Cole, when Cole was the source and they blow him up, he's like, I'm a bunch of flies. When it's the hollow, they open it up, it's a bunch of flies. When, you know, so it's, it's I don't know. It's yeah. just, and if you look, watch any ghosty movies with possessions, there's flies that show up everywhere. So maybe there's a connection. I know. Actually, I'm going to share this with you. At our old apartment, there was one day we came home and there are all these flies on Chris's window, like all over Chris's window that we could see from the outside. Yeah. And then that night I sent something by the bed and I saw it move. So I was like, oh my God, were they attracted to like an entity in our home? It was crazy. Oh. Ooh. And then it went yeah. away and the flies went away about the same time. So I thought that was really weird. <laughs> Bizarro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... You can tell that they put extra effort into this episode because it's the 100th, because this is such a cool beginning. Like, what a way to start. They really give, you know, when they make the mood, they set the mood, you know, and that's always a nice little, when they do that, like, oh, yeah, I'm in it. (laughs) Yeah, like seeing Paige attack Cole, seeing her get thrown out the window, like, that was a cool effect. Yeah. 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 I orb, I orb, and I fall in the water. Ooh. <laughs> Chris Blash. <laughs> Chris Blash. <laughs> That's beautiful. You're welcome. <laughs> splash, splash, I was taking a bath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Scene two, that's what we're going to, right? Yes, okay. Yep. <laughs> Piper is practicing for her. Oh yeah, and here's something that. Okay, well, let me read it first. Okay, uh, Piper is practicing for her pregnancy on a birthing ball with the help of her sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Leo and a gypsy named Eve, even though she's adamant about having her baby in a hospital. Paige comes downstairs having overslept. Suddenly, she sneezes and briefly orbs out before orbing back in, having caught a cold the night before. She says she only did it to give Phoebe some peace of mind. But Phoebe says she's completely over Cole and shouldn't have done anything. Ugh. Piper isn't happy either. They agreed to go on a, on a hiatus from fighting demons during her last trimester. Just okay. a side note, I didn't write any of this. So if you stumble on anything, it wasn't me. No, I was I was adding things too. So <laughs> okay, I was yeah, like you, that makes doesn't make sense. <laughs> you can tell whoever wrote this loves this episode because they're very long, full, perfect descriptions of everything. Yes, and but this is something I noticed that was wrong in the brunch episode. Okay, that I, that I didn't call out during the episode, or maybe I did and they didn't read it. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> he said that you know this character, this gypsy Eve, is a different actress. Which she is, but she's also a different character. Oh. 
Ava was the one from The Eyes Have It. Mm. Eve, while well, it has a similar name, is a different gypsy. I, I'm guessing she's from the same clan. She's from the same group of gypsies, but it is a different character uh, entirely, and it can be confusing. So uh, she's often mistaken for that character, but she's not. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I noticed uh, when Leo corrected Piper, I was like, girl, that was the wrong time. <laughs> um, dolphins aren't fish, they're mammals. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me talking about Eve and Eva. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yours was appropriate. Like, I'm not mad at you right now. We're not arguing. Like, they're yeah, arguing. <laughs> yeah, that's the last time you keep it to yourself. Like, you know. Yeah. Zip, zip it. <laughs> I really liked Phoebe's punk look in this episode because it reminds me of the Fifth Element. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You said that last time. That it reminds yes. me of Fifth Element. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, at least I'm. Uh, what's the word? Consistent. Consistent. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's cool that I listen to it because now I can bring it back to like, oh yeah, you said that already. You said it before. So your memories are. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see what stays, you know, true to what you still believe, and if anything changes. That's gonna be the fun thing. <laughs> yeah, actually, that is fun. I'm glad you listened to. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't even think to listen to it. I should have. Yeah, just to see. But <laughs> right. now I'm glad I didn't because this is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cole has decided to accept the Avatar's offer to join them, but says that he needs to take care of something first. <laughs> so, have you heard anything? about if the avatars were like a purposeful thing or was it like a happy accident that they brought them back that i don't know the answer to yeah that's uh like were were they just setting seeds right now and then planning on using them later or did they say hey we have a storyline we haven't touched upon you know i that i don't know that would be a good that'd be a good question for the writers yeah, because it's interesting that we don't hear anything about the avatars in season six, and then the same exact actors come back in season seven. Right. Well, except for the um, the black guy is not in. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but I think uh, it's cool. It's whether it's an accident or on purpose. Like it's cool that they are able to make it happen. It is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it me? Yeah. Okay. Four. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Avatars are back. Cool. Michelle Branch is playing in P3, while the sisters, Leo, Daryl, and Sheila, Sheila. are our first episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't know if you heard the latest episode of Words of the Witches, but they, um, you talk about how Daryl is unmarried in the book. And I had to correct that because <laughs> we we learned in season two that he was married. We just didn't meet her until season five, but we did learn he was married oh. before. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to listen to it yet, but yeah, I, I will. Yeah, it only came out like yesterday, so no pressure. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I'll um, but, probably download it and listen to it on the plane tomorrow when I go back to San Francisco. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful thing. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so – just just saying. Okay, cool. Uh, Daryl and Sheila, wife, lady, yes, awesome, celebrating Daryl's promotion to lieutenant. Oh, he's got the L word, not lesbian. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the others think Paige is too sick to make it, but to everyone's surprise, Paige shows up. She tells Piper and Phoebe that she's thinking of getting her own place again after being an only child for 25 years. She's used to doing things on her, her own, and I'm over this sister thing i need some space yeah 
<laughs> I don't know why, because like I've never been a huge Michelle Branch fan. Like she's fine, but the fact that they got her for this episode just really impresses me because she was a big <laughs> deal this time. She was huge, and I was I was mildly obsessed with her. <laughs> um, I didn't own any of her CDs, but I any every I had like five of her songs that I would like play and repeat. Okay, so, so I guess I'm like I wasn't like a crazy fan, but I was just like I love her. Yeah, <laughs> it was like her and like the cores with Breathless at the time. Oh, and then of course you had like you know uh, Vanessa Carlton. She was a big one at the time. Yeah. You know, Vanessa Carlton is also on the Charmed, one of the Charmed soundtracks. Let's see. I think it's the first one. She must rinse this all the way. Yeah, she sings that song. Anyway, I get on tangents. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just noticed how dark my video is, and I'm lit from the bottom. Oh, my so God. So oh, like, my. You are dark. You were you like, ah. in the, you were going to watch a scary movie and attack. I feel like someone's just going to be like, I am here that. I like a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> It's October after all. It is. Um, I do also really like that they wrote in that Paige is struggling with sisters. Because, like, it wouldn't be believable if she's like, oh, great, I have two sisters. Now everything's hunky-dory. So right, because she, she has, she's had a whole life by her, being an only child. She's used to having things her own way and doing things you know, without anybody, like, dragging her down, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kudos to the writers. Yeah, writers. <laughs> Cole becomes an avatar. But first, <gasps> let me take a selfie. <laughs> he wants to use his new powers to get Phoebe back. Believing that Paige is responsible for turning Phoebe against him, he wants to alter reality so that Piper and Phoebe never meet her. The avatar claims changing one minor detail could have catastrophic results. But Cole won't hear of it. He starts chanting a spell which results in reality warping. Yes. Yeah, we talked about this before on the show, but so many warning signs. Like, he's pining for Phoebe, and they're like, would you like ultimate power? <laughs> I know. They're, they're, like, so blinded by their mission in life or whatever, their mission for the world. They're like, he's powerful. We need to give him more power so he can, you know. They're all about trying to add more power to their collective. Now you're taking into the crazy that they're actually having. It's like, come on now. I thought you, avatars. You're more calculated than this. You would think you could see he's not well. Like, <laughs> yeah. And actually, I'm glad that we watched this or we're recording this after. There's something about Leo because the thought came up. Like, do you think Cole re- doing this reality altering weekend the avatars like it did when Leo was time traveling? Most certainly, yeah, definitely. And that's probably why they had to be off the radar for a little bit. They had to kind of. We get the group with their powers and their their magical things. Ooh, we're Trout. on the same page. I thought yes. that too. Yes, that definitely is what happened. That's cool. That's really cool that they either purposely or accidentally worked that detail in. Because you're right. It explains why they're not in season six at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is fun revisiting this. I know. We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> it's perfect timing to do this episode. I remember when you said this. I'm like, can we wait a little bit? Just a few more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Six. Who me? Yes, you. (laughs) So excited! All right, (laughs) Paige. Paige feels a sneeze coming on. Oh, and and Piper and Phoebe hustle her to the office. She's like, "Get in there, woman!" (laughs) Paige sneezes. Paige sneezes and orbs out at the exact moment. Cole finishes casting his spell. She finds P three and a in. 
in abandoned shambles, a vagrant homeless man who you're afraid of is sleeping there and pulls a knife on her. Paige unsuccessfully tries to orb the knife out of his hand, but her powers don't exist in this alternate universe. She calls for Leo, who orbs in, but initially doesn't recognize her, and Paige tells him that she is his charge. Leo tells her that P3 has been shut down for over a year and is surprised that Paige knows about magic. Paige asks Leo to orb her to Piper and hopes she can help sort it out. Yay! Yeah! And Leo says, all hell is breaking loose out there. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. And they do that several times in that in this series. They did it once this season, too. So oh, yeah. they, they just love, they love to uh, bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice somebody stole the P from the P3? Yeah, maybe they use it. I don't know, maybe their maybe their first name starts with P, and they one is a memento. I don't know. Maybe their last <laughs> name starts with P. Sean Perret. I stole the P. Maybe it was Prue's ghost. Maybe it was Paige's oh. ghost. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that Paige does this like little lady sneeze <laughs> when she tries to do it on purpose. <laughs> it's like a walk to remember. Like I like your sweater. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I've never seen that movie? You never saw Walk to Remember? I'll always remember. Oh, I love it. It makes me cry. The moment I saw you cry, baby cry. It's so good. I cry, though. It's good. And Mandy Moore is really fun. And Shane West is Shane West, is Shane West but, you know, it's still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know what happens in the end. That's gotten ruined for me over the years. And I've seen clips of it, like, all over the place. A Walk to Remember has like one of the best soundtracks, though. It's such a good soundtrack. Really? And yes, I really love the music in it, and I love Mandy Moore's songs in it. Like some of there's some original music in there as well, and it's, like, it's good. So check it out sometime. There's no witches uh, in it, but still. What? <laughs> I know. I've been told the complete wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Scene seven is a beast, Kevin. All of these are beasts, but this is like a beast know. of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> Leo orbs Paige to the junkyard where a Lazarus demon is skulking about. Suddenly, Piper shows up wearing a provocative leather outfit. She freezes the Lazarus, then jumps down and unfreezes his head. Piper starts grilling the Lazarus about shucks. The Lazarus stonewalls. What does that mean? The Lazarus? Oh, he like, stonewalls is like, he doesn't tell her, huh? I never heard that. For, I know. For the stonewall in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> the Lazarus stonewalls, even when Piper blows off both of his arms. Paige is surprised until Leo tells her that Shax was never vanquished in this reality. Piper blows up the Lazarus. Paige and Leo go to Piper, who doesn't recognize Paige either. Piper has been so obsessed with hunting down Shax and avenging Prue's death that she's walked away from everything else, including three, because the P was stolen. (laughs) Her charmed life and her marriage to Leo. Paige tells her that she hasn't really vanquished the Lazarus. She knows the only way to keep them from resurrecting is to bury their remains in a cemetery. Just then, the Lazarus resurrects and throws a pipe at Piper. <laughs> That's funny. You laughed at that last time, too. <laughs> you, 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 really, you really liked that last time. <laughs> but Piper ducks away and blows them up again. Piper is surprised, but Paige tells her that she knows about them because they fought one together with Phoebe in Merry-Go-Round. 
She wants Leo to orb her to Phoebe, but Leo tells her that Phoebe is still in the manor and he isn't allowed there. Paige decides to head there herself. Yes. Wow, that was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Oh. So this Lazarus demon, was it supposed to be the same one that Snoop Dogg played? No. Same same breed. Lazarus, like same brand of demon, but not the same exact demon. Okay, gotcha. So it was a different Lazarus demon. Okay. I can go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I know I talked about this on the other episode, but Piper be hot in this episode. Piper be hot. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> It's it's re- it's a really form fitting outfit, but also like still Piper. It's still it's not too revealing, so it's like it's so her, and I love it. Yeah. And was this uh, this wasn't the first time we saw Piper do like the mixed freezing? Was it? No, no, no. Okay, but it looked really cool when she did it this time. Even though the effects weren't great, it was still awesome. But it, yeah, it's because they she did it again this season with. Um, the once in a blue moon episode when the, the shimmering guy and she froze unfroze him and unfroze his head. Yeah. So she did it here and then she did it again. Well, the first time we did it was in season three, season with the enemy. That was the first time. But yeah, several times has happened. Nice. Yeah. All right. Even eight. Yeah. Crazy eight. Here we go. Oh, a nice short one. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Cole is standing outside the manor when the other avatar arrives. He begs Cole to undo the spell. He informs Cole that he is not an avatar here, and he doesn't have any of the powers he acquired from the demonic wasteland either, including his invincibility. Instead, he is Balthazar. Cole doesn't seem to mind. He tells the avatar that he and Phoebe were at the, their best when he was still a half-demon. So... Keep this in mind, because I'm going to bring this back at the end. Okay. I have, I have things with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the impression that the Avatar already knew what was going to happen to Cole if he continued down this path. Uh, it's possible. Like, they have... Yeah, they probably can kind of be like Doctor Strange in a way where they can see po- possibilities, like various possibilities. Um, and he might have not... He, he might have not known what the possibilities... You know, knew what the possibilities were, but he knows... If he chose this way, this is the outcome. If he chose this way, this is the outcome. So, yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah, because after seeing something about Leo, the whole time they kept warning him, don't tell the sisters, don't tell the sisters, because I felt right. like they knew what would happen if he told the sisters. So that's yeah, why I got the impression this time. <laughs> exactly. And then they let him, like, okay, tell the sisters, see what happens. You yeah. Know? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be there to say, I told you so later. <laughs> like, yeah, I told you so. I told you so. I told you, told you, told you so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cole is the source's personal representative in this reality. He is married to Phoebe, and they rule the underworld from the manor. A crowd of demons have thrown him a surprise birthday party. One makes a remark about Cole's age, and the seer incinerates him. Phoebe comes downstairs in a slinky red dress, and Cole compliments her, raising Phoebe's suspicions. Cole tries to kiss her, but Phoebe pushes him away and lets another demon kiss her hand right in front of Cole. The seer (laughs) assures Cole that all is well and implies that she intends to have Phoebe killed once their child is conceived. Wow. Yeah. I know. I know I said it, but I love this year, Debbie Morgan. She's back. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's consistent as well. (laughs) (laughs) I always know you had a love. And Debbie Morgan, she's great. 
just the way she delivers things and her energy and I love it. I, you know, <laughs> like she, I, I would put her on a level where if they were ever to try to bring back the Adam West Batman show, she would need oh my to gosh. be Perfect Catwoman. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> oh my she gosh, she just has that sexiness. She's beautiful. She's got that dangerous sense. I could see her acting like a cat, yeah. like Eartha Kitt. Like she's, she's got perfect. that like purr to her voice. You know, yeah. it's, it's strange. It's like that perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also put here um, one thing. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but one of my goals in life is to have a house with a pool table. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh this house had a pool table. I'm so jelly of coal. (laughs) That, you know, it it did. Oh, good. Well, so now that we have, now that we have seen Piper and Phoebe in this reality. Okay. I like to play like, how it played out. I like to like imagine how it played out in this reality, you know? So what do you think happened that led to this? Mm, I think think Phoebe was never actually in love with Cole to begin with. So him being so persistent and her agreeing to stay, like she feels trapped, especially from the fact that he's like threatening to kill her sister. So like, she's just doing what she has to Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I imagine this like this. So this is Prue died. Say all hell breaks loose happened. Prue died. Um, I actually started writing fan fiction about this. That's why I'm asking. Oh. <laughs> like long back in the day, not recently, back in the day. Uh, and so after Prue died, Piper really got you know overwhelmed with grief, which we saw in season four. But then she became so overwhelmed with grief that it kind of did her turn around, and then she became like really like determined to track down the killer and like vanquish all the evil. So you got really like obsessed with it. And that's what kind of turned her into this badass bitch. And so, <laughs> and of course Paige was killed. I believe Paige was probably killed right up on top of the rooftop by Shax. Mm. Because Phoebe and Cole weren't there. Like I, this, I imagine she does. She still had a white letter power. She, so she still, should have still had that. So I imagine she did orb out of the way the first time. And she, so Shax attacked her. She orbed out of the way. And she's like, Whoa, but because she was still adept and she didn't really know, know her magic, she was killed shortly after that. Uh, <laughs> so that's that. And then I, you know, Phoebe still cares about her family and stuff, so she cares about Piper. And she did. I, I do think she was in love with Cole at one point, um, but at one point, yeah, yeah. Um, but in order to make sure her sisters were safe, she kind of agreed to rule the underworld because she, she kind of becomes queen of the underworld, which was she did in season four, in a way. Uh, and so she kind of joins him, making sure, like, just leave Piper alone. He was going to kill Daryl. She's like, no, make Daryl a security guard because I want to keep him protected too. So, yeah, it's just kind of playing the role and doing that. But, yeah, oh, it's so fascinating. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to see more about this. They should make a book about this reality. They should. They should. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they wrote one, but they should. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we? Scene 10. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was just having thoughts. Sorry. (laughs) How dare you? I know. Gosh. Paige runs into Phoebe in the kitchen and tells her of the changed reality. Phoebe calls for her bodyguard, Daryl. Paige knocks Daryl out. 
Phoebe points a knife at Paige, but Paige tells Phoebe that in her reality, she's free of Cole. You don't have to worry about him any longer. <laughs> Daryl comes to, comes to and chases Paige out of the manor. She calls for Leo, who arrives just as Daryl opens fire on her again. Ooh, Daryl be shooting, but he's under a spell. <laughs> Leo orbits Paige to the cemetery. Paige tells Leo that she recognized several demons that she and her sisters vanquished in their reality, meaning that many of the innocents they protected are dead, too. Leo shows Paige a headstone with her name on it. He learned from the elders that there was indeed supposed to be a fourth Hallowell sister, but they didn't find out about her until the source had her killed shortly after Prue's death. Pepper joins them after burying the Lazarus. She's now convinced Paige was telling the truth. Did you recognize any of the demons? Because I didn't. Did they show them? Oh, like, oh in, the, the, in the book? In the house. Oh, in the house. Oh, no. None of them were the same. I think they're all just, like, modeled. I think they're, like, same types of demons. None of them were actually, like, the exact same demons. Oh, okay. Like, they had, like, gotcha. they had, like the shapeshifter. They had, like, Akira-like shapeshifter demon, who was Darla chick. Um, they, had, they probably had a Grimlock in there. But, of course, that was before Paige anyway. But, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I can't remember who was all in there. But she's like, oh, I know you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But not really. It is crazy. Like, I remember thinking, wow, like, what length Cole would go to just to get Phoebe. Like, as if she hasn't proven over and over again already. Like, I'm not into you. She's just not that into you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a It's a thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sad story. It's a tragic story, you know, cause like, you know, I feel for Cole, but I also feel like he, he's just always bound for a hardship. He's, he's always going to have that struggle. He's always going to want power. He's always going to be drawn to some level degree of not niceties. <laughs> yeah. He's like Jareth from Labyrinth. Yeah. In the end, Jareth is like, I've turned the world upside down, and I've done it all for you. (laughs) Cole remembers his experience in the original reality, much of it different from the altered reality. For instance, he's surprised that Pleur Daryl works for him. Hmm. The seer is puzzled by Cole's behavior and reminds him that he originally wanted Daryl killed before Phoebe cast a spell on him and made him her bodyguard. Cole sees Phoebe... Heading upstairs with another demon, he blazes up in anger and is about to kill the demon, but the seer stops him, telling him he and Phoebe have an open marriage and cheat on each other left and right. If it's an open marriage, it's not cheating. (laughs) The seer shows Cole one of his girlfriends in this reality, a blonde demon named Darla. Cole shoves Darla aside and storms upstairs. I love how I just, like, really jumped a gun and... (laughs) Yeah, you ruined that for everybody. (laughs) Everything we're talking about, I'm like, already mentioned... (laughs) how did you feel about daryl's hair oh i mean it's it's funny i mean i don't like i don't like it. i don't like it but it makes me laugh okay, okay. <laughs> like i would not want that in real life in real life yeah. daryl but blur daryl sure why not <laughs> do you think they named her darla on purpose <laughs> you brought this up in the last episode and that's okay you did it because like how would you not i wouldn't know this because I'm not that much of a Buffy or I don't know if we even saw that Buffy note, but uh, I, I think it's just a coincidence. I think it's just kind of one of those cliche blonde, big titty women names. So that's why they used it. <laughs> blonde, big titty names. 
next time somebody's gonna name their daughter darling that's a blonde big titty name are you sure (laughs) or maybe it's just like really creepy like children in finding nemo you know but (laughs) did i tell you about our newest patreon darla oh my god that would be awful i feel so awful (laughs) sorry for all the darlas <laughs> Scene twelve. Before you get in any more trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me, right? Twelve. Okay. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. All right. <laughs> At the ruins of P three, Paige tells Pepper and Leo about her reality. She mentions that Cole has become invincible. However, Leo points out that if Paige has assumed their life's the life this reality's page would have led, Cole has assumed the life of this reality's Cole, meaning that he is Balthazar here. Paige realizes this means he isn't invisible in this reality, and they can vanquish him once and for all. She remembers the vanquishing potion required some of Balthazar's flesh, owing to his status as an upper-level demon. They head for the manor. Did you notice Leo said Balthazar in the scene? It's consistently butchered and inconsistent throughout the entire show different okay. different actors whenever they have to say it it's different and i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure leo said it many different ways <laughs> in his Probably. career so um yeah <laughs> at the manor cole bursts into the bedroom and finds phoebe in bed with the demon he vanquishes the demon with an energy ball and argues with phoebe cole can't believe that phoebe doesn't love him in this reality either especially given how fiercely they loved each other. Phoebe retorts that she gave up a lot as well, including her charmed heritage to be with Cole. She also tells him that she's still with him only to protect Piper. Phoebe leaves the room. Cole follows and runs into Piper, who blasts him into a wall. Leo and Paige orb in. While Cole is still shaken up from Piper's blast, Paige uses Piper's knife to cut a piece of Cole's flesh from his hand. Cole tries to hurl an energy ball, but Phoebe stops him. Leo orbs Paige and Piper away. Cole hits Phoebe and knocks her down. Ooh. He orders his men... Oh, what? I said, ooh, that's a, that's a move. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he orders his men to hunt down Piper, Paige, and Leo. Phoebe realizes that Paige was telling the truth. Cole quickly realizes why Paige was after part of his flesh and vows that if he dies, Phoebe will die with him. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I have made it a big secret that Cole's not my favorite character. <laughs> but, like, I love seeing Julian McMahon and Alyssa Milano in this scene, this fight scene. Like, they are both such amazing actors. Even though I don't love Cole, I do appreciate him as an actor. Right. Yeah. And this that scene in particular was very well written and it felt very well realized. You know, they each have their their opinions and their, you know, it makes, it's just, it's really good. It's really beautiful. It's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I was thinking about it when I was watching, I think the reason why Cole never gelled with me is because I feel like a lot of charmies are so in love with Cole and it's like incubus, for example, incubus got really big as a band and i was like they're okay (laughs) so i think that was why with him i was just like everybody loves him so much but he's okay and you know what i'm the same way like i don't like to follow the fold i like to like find the more underrated things and just be like 
no, you know, but that's, I think that's the way a lot of people are. Like the hipsters are like, I had it first. Like, oh, everybody loves it. That's so old news, you know. Like, so, but you know, as I was watching when it was brand new and everybody loved Cole, I still was kind of lukewarm with him. Like, I never really jealous. I mean, I really liked him. I liked watching him, but I never really he was never my favorite. So yeah, yeah, I don't mind following the fold, but like. If I don't think it's warranted, I yeah, think that's right, where. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow, we've dissected it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I thought this scene was so funny. Like, I thought I was having a seizure because it was such a quick and frenzied camera angles. Like, they showed Cole and then Piper and then Paige and then this and then that. And I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm too dizzy. I can't compute any longer. I passed out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Resuscitate me. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. At the ruins of P3, Paige is making the vanquishing potion in a makeshift cauldron. Oh, these words. Piper is impressed at Paige's abilities. Paige tells her that in her reality, Piper taught her all she knew about potion making. What a brown noser. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, don't don't you love though? Where she puts the flesh in, she's like stand. Well, she's like stand back, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he's like, oh, so you remembered? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's the third time. Like that. That's the third time they made the Balthazar vanquishing vanquishing potion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez, I got another long one. Oh, <laughs> oh the scene too. Winky face emoji. (laughs) Uh, Piper, Paige, and Leo slip into the manor, and Phoebe warns them to leave. Cole shows up and blasts Piper, Paige, and Leo with an energy ball, knocking out Leo and Piper in the process. He then telekinetically draws the potion bottle towards him. Phoebe, at Paige's urging, grabs an unconscious Piper's hand as Paige takes her other hand. The chandelier Mm. shimmers and bathes the sisters in its light. Cole throws another energy ball, but it bounces off the light. The power of three is restored, and so are Paige's powers. Paige orbs the potion to her hand. Just when Paige is about to throw it, Phoebe takes it out of her hand. Come on, Phoebe. (laughs) Cole begs Phoebe not to kill him, but Phoebe throws the potion at Cole, vanquishing him. Oh, yeah. And then this, I remember, I knew Cole was dead this time because we see his skeleton. We see his inside. Skeleton. Skeleton. It's different. Spooky, spooky skeleton. <laughs> Shivers down your spine. Yeah. And I do love that once again, we see Paige figure out, like, if we grab each other's hands, we can be the power yes. of three. There was no flies this time. Right. No <laughs> flies. <laughs> grab her hand. Yes. She doesn't have to be conscious. Touching helps. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. This beautiful scene. Sixteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> the rightful timeline is restored. Paige, however, Paige, however, is still orbing when she sneezes. She decides to stay in the manor for now. <laughs> I just... This ending is so funny because could you imagine like Paige has just gone through all this and then Piper just walks in eating ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> like, where were you? Yeah. yeah, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's weird. 
It's 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 so weird to just to be like Cole's gone. So, sorry you missed it. I would I would be so pissed. I really would. Like like oh that's great, but like I don't get the satisfaction. <laughs> like I don't know. It just it feels like I I would be mad if I was Piper and Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I do though love Paige's face when Phoebe asks, like, "What did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, last scene, and then you can rant about your rant. Okay. The sisters go to Cole's apartment and find it abandoned. Paige tells them what Cole has done and that he's gone for good. Phoebe stares at a picture of her and Cole from a happier time and thinks that their relationship simply wasn't meant to happen. Paige wishes Cole wishes <laughs> Paige wishes Cole happy birthday before the sisters head back into the elevator. Hmm. I love how um, I think it was Piper says that this feels too easy, but I'm like, Cole coerced them to an alternate timeline where Paige had to figure out how to bring the sisters together <laughs> in order to throw a potion at him where they cut the flesh from. You know, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, she didn't know any of that. She just just wakes up and he's gone. She's like, whoa. You know, so that's true. You know, she didn't see to see all that. Like she can be described to her, but you know, being told is not the same as living it. And uh, yeah, it's just yeah, I it makes sense for her. Yeah. Paige would be like, Paige would be like, uh, bitch, hello. I was like, do you know what I did? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, give me your thoughts, girl. Okay, so. <laughs> I am conflicted about this a little bit just because, okay, Cole becomes an avatar. He changes, he does a spell, he changes reality so that he is Balthazar. Um, do you, he doesn't have any of his invincibility powers, but would he still have his avatar powers? If he Is he an avatar or is he Balthazar? You know? It's, yeah, because the avatar told him. To reverse it. Yeah, Alpha told him he's not an avatar in this dimension. Okay. But they also told him to reverse the spell. So how could he reverse it if he's not an avatar? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. He wouldn't be able to. And if he is Balthazar in this dimension, why I don't believe time would have been reset by his vanquish. Because he, he would have just been Balthazar and he would have been dead. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So right. in my mind... Balthazar was vanquished, and then the avatars pulled together and reversed, reverted it themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's another another thing that took the power away, took more of the power away. So, that makes perfect. sense. So that's I how like that's that. why I'm doing it in my mind because the way that they make you think doesn't really quite compute in my mind, <laughs> my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and upon rewatch of this episode, like, I still really like this episode. I think it's fun. I think it's smart. I think it's interesting. But you kind of hit on one of my thoughts on it. Like, I don't think this was the best way to kill Cole. Like, I understand, like, it was a quick way and an easy way to take away his invincibility. But, like, it, like you said, it kind of robs Phoebe from being able to witness it or, like, be any part of it. Right. It's it's hard to imagine she had real closure. I mean, they, they did have that moment where they tried to vanquish him the first time, but the fact that he was around, I feel like there needed to be another thing where 
a final closure was there, not just a goodbye call, a happy birthday call. It had to be, I don't know, there had to be something. You know what I think might have fixed it and made it more interesting? Maybe if Paige was touching her sisters when they went through and took the sisters with her, so then they just kind of wake up like, oh, I'm Cole's wife in this reality. Right. And Piper's like, oh, I'm this hunter in this reality. And they all have to, like, manage together of coming together. Yeah, it would be kind of similar to when they went to the future where they, like, they woke up in the bodies of their future selves. And they're like, whoa. They kind of, they're kind of discovering who they are in this reality. And, and reality bites. Morality bites. Morality by damn it, I was so close. <laughs> I went for it. Yes, you did. So and you and you know, you knew it. So uh, yeah, that would that would have made it I feel like the dynamic I think a little bit more more fun and we feel like they lived through it then. Yeah, exactly. They'd all still have the memories of doing it, but then we would have had the loophole still. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, did you have any notes to add? Did you successfully not look at these notes i did not good because um there's some spoilers in here so i'm glad that you didn't look at them <laughs> okay good i oh yeah because uh at the time rob was reading through the notes so yeah i wouldn't have seen it then either okay okay good oh yeah i forgot to mention the headstone again in this one Part, one thing about this episode that always bothered me it was Paige's headstone had the wrong date and i mentioned that in your last episode during the live. Oh yeah. Cause they had, mm-hmm. they say 1975 is when she was born. I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> no. Cause 1975 is Phoebe's birth year. Mm. 1977 is Paige's birthday. August 2nd, 1977. Okay. Interesting. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Phoebe is wearing the same outfit. The, the outfit you love, the fifth element outfit, is the same one Phoebe wore. I mean, the same one Paige wore in Enter the Demon. Oh, fun! That's the one where they switch bodies. Uh huh. Yeah, and it is very much the Lilu outfit. <laughs> Chicken, good, big bada boom. <laughs> Multi pass. Multi pass, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, nothing really interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we're good. Okay, cool. All right, Kevin. So since we don't have a fuck Mary kill, I thought we would do a challenge together. Okay, here's the challenge. Uh, tell the people the challenge. The challenge is we have to name a witch for every letter of the alphabet. Okay. All right. So I already have the first one. Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness. Okay. Um. Oh. Bellati- Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange. Lestrange. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, C. C. <laughs> there has to be a C name, isn't there? Oh, 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 uh, um, um, Castispella from She-Ra. Castispella? I don't know that Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. D. I'm like going to blink on all these witches now. Uh, I know. I know there's probably Patreons at home yelling at us like, duh, it's so obvious. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Darla. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, does, no. Do, do sorcerers count? Does Doctor Strange count? <laughs> sure. 
I forgot. I can, okay. Yeah, I think, I'm thinking of like witches, witches, but yeah, that's right. Okay. okay. E. Alvira. I know one. I was going to say Alphabet. Oh, Alphabet. But yeah, both of those were. Yeah. Okay, F. Oh. Uh, Feruza Balk plays one. <laughs> yeah. Ah. What? We're so dumb. American Horror Story, Fiona. Oh, see, I haven't watched it. From, I haven't watched it. Okay. From Coven. Fiona. All right, G. Oh, Glenda. Yeah. Okay, H. Uh, Hermione. Hermione Granger. I. Ingrid. Is, is it Ingrid? Is Ingrid one? Someone with Ingrid? I feel like there would be an Ingrid or like Isabel. Uh, there's got to be a witch named Ingrid, right? Yeah. <laughs> or Isadora. Oh, Ingrid. Ingrid Beauchamp is in Witches of East End. Oh, there we go. Okay, good. Yeah. J. Uh, J. Jafar? <laughs> sure, Jafar counts. Yeah, if we took Doctor Strange, Jafar would count. Yeah, I keep, I keep, I keep forgetting to think of the men's. <laughs> okay, K. Uh, isn't Katrina... Crane in Sleepy Hollow. Isn't she one? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like the wife of... I don't know. I think I don't think it's in like... I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know if... It, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's in the movie Sleepy Hollow, but I think it's like in the story Sleepy Hollow. Okay. I think we can make that work. Sure. <laughs> Okay, L. What about Luna Lovegood from Harry oh, Potter? I love her. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. The Hufflepuff of my dreams. Um, for M, we have to make our power of X Men friends happy and say Madeline Pryor. Mm, yes, we know we love you, Paul. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, how about N? Neth. Oh, I'm thinking of Pathfinder. Because Neth- Nethys. Oh, does that count? What? Nethys. Who's Nethys? Nethys is a god in Pathfinder who holds magic above all things. He's like he's like a very chaotic kind of... He's a god of magic. Um, oh, yeah, that would count. Yeah, and he's like... Yeah, he, he, in my in my game of Pathfinder, he was the god that I worshipped because he, he, was, he was like, can either save the world or destroy it. He's kind of like going crazy and insane. He's in parallel dimensions. And, uh, okay. yeah, I like him. Nethys. <laughs> okay, how about O? Oh. I'm going to have to feature him later. Anyway, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. There probably is. Or what about if we did from uh, Princess and the Frog? Technically, she's Mama Odie, but her name's Odie, right? Yeah! Oh, okay. That was loud, sorry. Odie. <laughs> the kind of Mama Odie do? Yeah. All right. I like it. <laughs> P. I can't think of any witches that start with a P. <laughs> There's so many. Paige. Philippa. Piper. <laughs> Prue. All those ones. Phoebe. <laughs> All right, Q. Oh, I already know Q. I said Philippa Hallowell, too, because that was from the book. But <laughs> Okay. 
for Q, uh, I know there's somebody who fights evil by Moonlight who fights Queen Beryl. <laughs> Queen. Yes. Queen Narissa. All right. Anyway, Queen. Oh, he's, this is another person that I'm featuring in later on in the show. So I'm going to be spoiled of all my wishing minutes. <laughs> but Rothbard. Okay. From Swan I was going to say Ravenna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. S. Sarah Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> T. Tuatha. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> okay, U. Oh. Oh, one of the best Disney movies ever. Why did we not think of this? Ursula, the sea witch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's an idiot. <laughs> okay. Wow. I know. Crazy. Okay. V. I want to say Violet, but I don't know if that's real. <laughs> uh, Violet? There's probably a witch named Violet. <laughs> I know. We're just like guessing at names. Like, what sounds like a witch name? <laughs> <laughs> or is there a Vincent? Vincent. Oh yeah, Vincent, Uncle Vinny from uh uh Elvira. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ha! <laughs> w. Oh, oh, W. Uh, Willow, Willow Rosenberg. Yes. X. Oh shit. X. <laughs> uh, Is Zena a witch? <laughs> no. Uh. uh uh, I think okay. So in the Neverending Story two, I think her name started with an X. I think it was um, uh, I don't remember how you say it. It's like Zayed, Zayed, Zayed. Yeah, Zayed. I I love Neverending Story. Zayed. I don't know. X is hot. All right. (laughs) Okay. We found one. Yeah. (laughs) I've been waiting for Y because Yzma. Yzma. Yzma's in here. I know, right. (laughs) And Z. Zelda. uh, Zelda. Yeah. Zelda Spellman. Yay. Kevin. We did did it. it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, that was fun. And now we have so many more witches to choose from. Who do you choose for W? Willow. Oh, that's right. I'm like, yeah. there's so many W's. I was like, but yeah. I know. I was torn between Winifred or Willow, yeah. but we already used Sarah. Yeah, so, right. ah. yeah. Well, that's good. Took us a while. That's fine. Yeah. You only cheated for like one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody will know which one. <laughs> and speaking of the Sanderson sisters, our next uh, Patreon episode later this month yeah. is going to be Porcus Porcus. Oh, I love those porcuses. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm excited. Well, this was fun. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Well, thank you for going down memory lane with me. Yeah, it was a nice. So, oh, before we end, so did you have any thoughts that would change or any thoughts that were, you know, you still like it the same? 
Um, I think I was a little more okay with it because I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, wait, that's it. But like once it's kind of cemented in the lore, it's a little more acceptable, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think we've come up with headcanon ways that make it make sense to us or, make, or ways that we could have enjoyed it more that we like to believe instead. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. All right. Cool. Well, I'll see you when we do Hocus Pocus, and I'll see you when we do our next Season 7 episode. Cool. Yeah. All right. See you next Tuesday. <gasps> it's next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>